I felt like Jesus was saying that, like, this is the right choice. And, you know, I called you on this path and I'm going to be here with you every step of the way. And I, I was very emotional then, but it was at that moment I was, I, I felt so called and I wasn't even questioning anything anymore. I just knew that that was the confirmation that I needed. Welcome to the I Am Here podcast, a space to be inspired by stories of men and women who have found in the Eucharist the strength and purpose for their lives. I'm your co-host, Leah Butalid, and I've been gathering stories for IamHere.org. And I'm Father Mario Amore, a priest of the Archdiocese of Detroit, and today we welcome Andrea Vo to share her story. Thanks for joining us, Andrea. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what parish community you're a part of here in Detroit? Yes. So I started college last year and I joined Detroit Catholic Campus Ministry. And throughout all of last year, I'd pretty much go there for daily mass as well as Sunday mass. But throughout the summer, I've been bouncing around between different parishes as I live in various areas around Detroit. So I've been to St. Curran and St. Kirkland. Oh, sorry. St. Curran and Hills. Sorry. Got it. Got it. Great. Well, welcome, Andrea. And uh, so you're a student at uh, the University of Michigan in Dearborn. Uh, What are you studying? I am currently studying psychology there. Okay. And what... uh, what made you fall in love with psychology? So, growing up, I was always interested in like what being a detective would be like. And I always thought that was cool, but I'm not sure exactly if I wanted to go that route, but I found out about forensic psychology, which is super similar. And so, basically being a psychologist in the criminal justice system. And so, that was really interesting to me, which is why I'm pursuing it. Awesome. That's wonderful. Um, Well, I'm excited to talk a little bit more about how you got involved in Detroit Catholic Campus Ministry. Um, But let's kind of go back to the beginning, the early stages of of life and your interaction with the faith. Um, What was growing up like for you um, in terms of your your faith and your relationship with God? So I was always Catholic growing up. I was baptized when I was around two years old. And so I definitely have always identified with being Christian and being Catholic for the most part, but I wasn't really big on practicing. So I was never going to Sunday Mass consistently, Um, but I would pray before meals and pray before bed, but that was really the extent of my faith there. Got it. Got it. When was it that you um, uh, just felt a stirring in in your heart to, to seek the Lord more? The stirring really came about January of this year. Um, I had found Detroit Catholic Campus Ministry when I began school in in August of 2022. And I had been attending some things for a few months at that point, but I really felt the stirring in January when I was invited to participate in Exodus 90 with a group of girls with Detroit Catholic Campus Ministry. Awesome. And, you know, even in those moments where we're not practicing per se, you know, you said you were baptized when you were two. um, It doesn't mean that the Lord and His grace isn't working in our lives, right? And so, um, 
you know, when we are when we're baptized, the Lord claims us as his own and, and he never uh, turns away from us. So we can really see the beauty of his love in um, just accompanying you all along that time from the time you were two until, you know, just just last year when uh, he worked to kind of bring you back into the fold and, and bring you back uh, to show you his love and mercy. So it takes a lot of courage to to listen to the voice of the Lord in your life and in your heart. So um, you're, you're a great witness and model, especially for, for young adults. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, um, and so you said you got involved in campus ministry before doing uh, Exodus 90 and getting kind of like um, feeling, responding to that stirring, I guess. How did you first connect with this group? What was that like? So finding them was very interesting. It, finding a campus ministry was definitely not a part of my plan going into college. And so I had found them at this organization fair right before classes started. And they weren't something I was seeking, but I was had walked past their table. And Father Matt, he's a chaplain there, he saw me. So I wear, I've been wearing a scapular for years because my grandma gifted me one. So he saw me wearing it and then had sent a student to come after me <laughs> oh my God. and to um, give me a little information card. And I found them that way and it was definitely peculiar to me. But, um, you know, just like to that feeling of like s- someone is interested in having me there and them inviting me like that was definitely made me feel like called in that this is an organization I should join. And so um, I was very lukewarm in being involved because I was still familiarizing myself with college and meeting friends and also trying to figure out where I wanted to be. Um, but the more I spent time with Detroit Catholic Campus Ministry and meeting the students there and attending the other events that they host, I definitely felt so involved and so welcome. And they were, everyone there is so excited to be with everybody. And that just made me feel at peace. Mm -hmm. Now, do you have, um, or at at that point, did you have Catholic friends um, that were kind of walking with you through this or, or was it really kind of a leap of faith to say, hey, somebody came after me, they they showed some interest in me, they invited me to campus ministry and so I'm going. Did you have others that went with you or was it to kind of fly solo here? I was definitely flying solo for sure. I've never had a Catholic friend before. So uh, there didn't have anybody walking with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do have a, I have a sister and she was getting involved in a Christian community at her school. And so I think she inspired me in that sense. But being in this new school where I did not have um, any Catholic friends for that matter, it was just a matter of going to these events by myself and just trusting that I'll make friends here. Wow. And so what were some of those initial experiences like? Like what what kinds of events were you part of? What were your interactions with the people like as you got more involved with campus ministry? So I wasn't involved with a lot of events that had a lot of people there. Um, I was really going to daily mass Mm. about once a week. So it was like a, a Tuesday mass and it would just be 
me, um, another student, and Anna, the uh, one of the campus ministers. And so it would just be like the three of us basically every week. But as I talked to them more, then they started encouraging me to go to Our Lady of the Rosary, the student center in Detroit. And so I started, I went there once for like a Halloween party <laughs> and then started to go to Sunday mass there. And there are definitely more students at that student center, which and really encouraged me to start going to Sunday supper after and just getting to know all the other students there. Mm. And so I wasn't really involved with a lot of the other events they have, like uh, their Thursday night, college nights. Mm. But just even just having dinner with the other students just made me feel mm. welcome. So that's really where I was involved. Mm. So you were being welcomed into this community. Uh, you were taking part in the sacraments. Um, and then what what happened? What happened that kind of uh, changed changed your life, really? I mean, I think we could we could use those those terms. Um, yeah, ha, ha. what kind of impact did campus ministry have on you? So um, I would argue that I really wasn't involved in the sacraments, like having not been confirmed yet. I've never okay. had a communion or received the Eucharist. So when I attend Sunday Mass and daily Mass with my peers, I, I realize that's not something I was really getting or that's a part of the like experience or I wasn't experiencing whatever they had. So when my friend Alyssa, she invited me to join Exodus 90, uh, which is a, this whole challenge. Um, one of the disciplines on there is to attempt daily mass and to making sure we're consistently going to Sunday mass. And so the more that I went, the more I realized I was, I like felt like I was missing out. Mm. And it was in those moments where I kind of had that realization that there's something I'm missing here, that was what really turned everything around for me. Mm -hmm. And so th then once you kind of had that realization, um, I'm assuming this is back in that January time. Yes, um, yes. So what did you do with that? What was your next step? Um, I was, so I was thinking about confirmation mm -hmm. and I was kind of confused if that was something that would even still be available to me because uh, growing up, I've known my relatives have, they would have their confirmations and their first communions around like, the ages of seven or eight. Mm. And so I had asked my friend, is that something that's offered here at DCCM? And then she said yes, and she said to talk to Father Matt about it. So I met Father Matt in his office, and I was just saying, I like burst out and cried when I met him. And I was like, I think this is something I want. I want to be confirmed. I want to have my first communion. And I didn't know where to start with that. And so he was telling me about OCIA and how I could join that, even though it had already started a few months prior. He said that I could make a just a weekly commitment to join and to learn more about the Catholic faith. And so 
we, I registered right then and there. He had wow. the papers on his desk, surprisingly, even though <laughs> it started months ago. Wow. And so he, he, he told me to uh, send over my baptism certificate. And yeah, that started the whole process. And so I started going to OCIA once a week since January. What would you say? Um, so we get in the course of the year, you know, people who, who will come to us and, and have a real desire to to be baptized and to come into the church. But then when they find out that there is a process for that, you know, like the OCIA process, um, sometimes they, they get turned off by that. Or they might say, well, I just want, I want to be baptized. I want to start taking part in the sacramental life of the church. Why do I have to go through this process? Uh, what would you say... Um, how did the OCIA process accompany you to help make, to help confirm this decision that you wanted to to be? Um, you were already Catholic through your baptism, but a now a full fledged, fully initiated member of the church. Yeah, OCIA really helped me with that because it helped me understand why Catholics believe what we believe. Growing up. I, um, I would identify with being Catholic because I was baptized that way, but there really was not anything I could say about it. And um, even though I did have to contemplate making a, a new weekly commitment, I think understanding the outcome is that I would learn so much from this and help me understand better understand my identity of what being Catholic is and really understand why I do want to be confirmed, it would be hard to be confirmed, I think, without understanding why. And I think OCIA really explains the why. So when you took that leap in Father Matt's office, filled out the paperwork and got started, what were you feeling about, you know, jumping into this process where you begin to unpack that why behind moving forward in the sacramental life of the church? Uh, I was really nervous. I did not really think much about it because I'd only been doing Exodus 90 for about 10 days. And so I was still, um, I kind of feel like I really jumped right into it, still not even understanding what it actually meant to be confirmed. Like I said I want to be confirmed. I don't even know what that means. And so... (laughs) I was really nervous and I was almost thinking like, do I even go through with this? Cause I'm not really sure what I got myself into. Mm-hmm. And um, just was filled with a lot of uncertainty and almost anxiety. Mm-hmm. And anytime we make a, a major decision in our lives, right? That, um, that we know is gonna change things for us that that fear and that anxiety is there and I think um, uh, you know the devil loves to use fear and anxiety in our lives to to distract us from what the Lord desires to give to us and how he desires us to live and so uh, again just just commending you for your courage throughout the whole process and so um, you shared a little bit about this on in your story can you unpack for us the experience you had that helped some of uh, those feelings of nervousness and almost anxiety uh, kind of dissipate for you. Yeah. So the the day after 
I met Father Matt was my mom's birthday and she wanted to go somewhere new for her birthday and my mom is Catholic and so we went to the National Shrine of the Little Flower Basilica in Royal Oak and that was both of our first times there and we were kind of exploring and then this woman walked up to us and she was like have you two ever been here before and we were like no and then she was like well you have to visit the adoration chapel we had no idea what that was but this lady was explaining it how it was the most beautiful part of the church and so we were like okay so we went there it was a small chapel with a monstrance and i've never seen anything like that before but we both went into the chapel and we kind of just sat together and it was super quiet um i think i was kneeling though and so i was kneeling and i was praying more specifically about my ocia decision and just thinking like did is this right for me did i make the right decision um like will this be a good outcome and basically just questioning my decision and all had having all those thoughts and i had my eyes closed and i saw this hand reach out to me and i was really shocked but I saw this hand and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I just felt at peace with that vision right then and there. Cause I felt like Jesus was saying that like, this is the right choice. And you know, I called you on this path and I'm gonna be here with you every step of the way. And I, I was very emotional then, but it was at that moment I was, I like, felt so called and I wasn't even questioning anything anymore. I just knew that that was the confirmation that I needed. So that consolation, um, that's what Christ refers to when he says that he gives to us the peace that the world Mm. can't give, right? And um, so we have to go back always to those moments of consolation. So, who knows? You, you might never have an exper- another experience like that in your life. Maybe, by God's grace, you will, but maybe not. Um, but the Lord gave to you that experience of his presence, um, of his consolation to, to sustain you uh, in your life. And he always wants to bring you back to those moments of, of tenderness and uh, intimacy with him. Um, and two, we, we trust that even in those moments where uh, we don't feel his presence, that he promised us that he would be with us always. And we know that he's always faithful to those promises. And so, um, yeah, God, God is so good to us, right? He, he's Definitely. always, he's loving us and, and uh, is, is with us along that journey. Yeah. And what a gift to kind of receive that at the outset of your OCIA journey. And just to meet, like, just the fact that Jesus would meet you in that kind of nervousness about what's to come, you know? Um, So then you spend the next few months going through OCIA. 
unpacking the why of our faith and um, and everything that you were committing to. Can you share a little bit about um, what it was like for you then to receive the sacrament of confirmation, receive uh, the Eucharist for the first time, and and then now to be able to receive communion, you know, on a regular basis? Yeah, that was, um, it was a really spectacular moment. I, um, I was confirmed at the Easter Vigil at Our Lady of the Rosary with Detroit Catholic Campus Ministry. So Father Matt was there, my family was there, all of our missionaries and a lot of my friends and and fellow students, like they were all there. And so it was just wonderful to first of all, just be in this new church that had really become a home for me, as well as just like being home with all of my friends. And I was just excited to be there and then to actually receive the sacraments of confirmation and the Eucharist. It was definitely, um, an unforgettable moment too just like having um my friend was my sponsor and so just to have her with me um she was one of my one of my first friends that I met in college and with GCCM so it was really special to me in a sense that all these other people like have watched this journey throughout the past few months mm. and then to like, receive it on a regular basis just gets me so excited and I realized like I had been missing out on receiving communion for years and so it was especially the few Sundays after Easter I was always so excited like um like, I can't believe I've never done this before <laughs> and um what a gift it is to be able to and and um just thinking about it, it also made some of my peers, I think, more excited about it too, because um, I would kind of say how how happy I was and what a gift it is, and I would be told like, oh, I never really had that much zeal every, mm-hmm. at every mass. And so I would just, every time, I just think of it as such a gift, really. So along with receiving the Lord, in the Eucharist and the Blessed Sacrament. Um, I know uh, Father Matt, before Mass, uh, really daily has an opportunity for Eucharistic adoration. Um, how have you found that uh, that that practice, that very uh, intimate, special time with the Lord, um, how, how has that impacted your life? Uh, like, um, being, or having the opportunity to have Eucharistic adoration almost daily is really wonderful. And I definitely appreciate it with Detroit Catholic Campus Ministry and um, that being an opportunity so often, because I, I know like other parishes don't have it as often. And it's really a gift because I, I feel like when I pray there versus praying at home, it's a different environment in a good way. And to be surrounded by my peers who also are eager to be there Mm -hmm. and to be in Jesus's presence, is so wonderful. And 
and like it's just a, a really beautiful experience to have Jesus there and to really be sharing my time with him mm-hmm. it's really calming yeah and there is something special about being there with with others um, even in the silence we learn a lot about other people um, and prayer prayer is probably the most intimate thing that that we do that we, and that we can do together uh, because it, it opens our hearts to the heart of God and um, again even if we're not speaking to another person just just being there and with all of those hearts open to the Lord and his his to us um, is just a beautiful uh, opportunity to, to share in in that divine life altogether and again not even saying anything to each other but we, we can tell a lot about what's happening in a person's life um, and share in the beauty of that grace simply by just being before him together in the Blessed Sacrament yeah like even though other people are there it still feels like such an intimate time with Jesus and sometimes I even forget that other people are there because <laughs> like maybe I'm so wrapped up in maybe whatever's going on or whatever my prayer is leading to but it's really joyful to think about like other people being there and other people wanting to be there and how I may not see what they're praying or whatever is happening, but that to know that God is still working in all of our lives is really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's really powerful. Uh, just sitting here to reflect on, you know, as we're recording this, it's kind of the start of the new school year. Um, less than a year ago, you were, you know, just kind of starting to interact with campus ministry and less than a year ago, you made the commitment to, um, to, uh, start the OCIA process, and now here you are talking about you know the time you spend before Jesus in the sacrament and what that means to you in the Blessed Sacrament. Um, and I would love to know if you have any words of wisdom or advice for someone who might be kind of hesitating to take that next step in their faith, whatever it might be. Um, think back to yourself about a year ago at this time. What advice would you have uh, for someone in your shoes at that time? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I was just definitely insecure about the timing because I felt like I'm so behind. Mm-hmm. Like everyone did this like ten years ago. <laughs> um, but just um, one piece of advice I'd say, or I guess it's not even advice, but more encouragement, is that it's really not too late, and that mm-hmm. God's timing is perfect. And if I was meant to be confirmed at 19 years old, then that is, that's what God wanted. And that's what God wants for you too, wherever you are in your life. And so God will meet you where you are and there's no shame in wherever you are. And that um, this church, this community is, it's a home, it is a family and no one else is going to be judging you for being late or judging you for what you do or do not know about the Catholic Church. And that everyone here is welcoming you with open arms and everyone is ready for you. And um, just that, 
maybe we're our own biggest critic in that way, but that everyone's excited for you. Everyone wants you to be here in this church, in this family. And that all it takes is just to talk to a priest or ask a friend and someone will lead you there to the right Mm -hmm. place. Yeah. And an open heart. Yes. Right. So the Lord, um, he's a giver and he's always uh, giving us uh, more than we ask for or can imagine. And um, part of that, again, lies with what we're willing to accept from him. And uh, so, so it's grace always working powerfully in our lives, the grace of God to draw us from one place to another. Ultimately, what the Lord wants is a deeper relationship with him. Um, and so, as Leah was saying, we, we've seen what the Lord has been able to do uh, in your life simply by uh, saying yeah to this person who came and asked me to come to something in an organization that I've not been a part of before. Um, he's moved you through not only into deeper relationship with him, with the church and the sacraments, but is now using you because you've said yes to his grace as a witness. I mean, even before today, uh, a few months ago, you stood up in front of a room of several hundred people um, talking about God's grace in your life and the importance of, uh, you know, campus ministry and, and the power of the sacraments. And so um, you're, you are a witness and a model to, to us all to, mm-hmm. uh, to be open to what God desires to do in our lives and to see how he'll use us always as his instruments. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Andrea, for, again, sharing your story um, for I Am Here and uh, for our listeners here on the podcast. We're so grateful for that powerful witness of yours. Well, thank you for having me. It's really wonderful to um, share my testimony and just to um, really reflect on where God has taken me. And I really, it's a, been a beautiful journey, and I'm thankful for every moment of it. Yeah, thank you for sharing that beauty. We are so, so very grateful. Thank you for listening to the I Am Here podcast. You can read and listen to more stories of people encountering Jesus in the Eucharist at IamHere.org. And we also invite you to share your story with us. I Am Here is a campaign by the Archdiocese of Detroit and Hallow App in support of the National Eucharistic Revival.